from the Summer Skate Studios behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Live for November 27th, 2022. Behind the Masks College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, then you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf, let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. AT&T Wireless, unlimited high-speed 5G data at no extra cost. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game in style at summerskates.com. College Hockey Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. And by Drury Inns and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next stay at drurryhotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-IN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is College Hockey West Live. It's Sunday night, which is where we recap the uh, hockey action from the past weekend in NCAA anyway. Scott Strandy with you tonight from the parking lot of the Toyota Arena in Ontario, California, where I just saw a whale of an AHL hockey game. The Ontario rain coming out on top four to three, but the never say die Tucson Roadrunners very nearly pulled it out as uh, head coach Steve Potman pulled his goalie twice and scored two six attacker goals to bring it to a four three deficit and they just couldn't get the extra one. But uh, Paul Hornstein out on Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you? Uh, I'm, I must still be in. Well, I, I feel like I'm still in the car. Well, I am in the car, <laughs> and there is no doubt about that. Um, uh, yeah, I spent all day in the car too. I had to make a one-day trip up to Albany for the last two weeks of the semester. Uh, and the beauty of that is, you had some beautiful, sunshiny weather and yeah. warm. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I struggled down here, seventy-six, and you right. know, sunshine, and I had to put yeah. up with it, but I did it. I toughed it out. It sounds like it. Now I just got another uh, 74 miles to get back to uh, the beautiful Harris Rincon Resort where I'll be for the next four nights. So, um, yeah, and I'll check out the hot tub tomorrow. But I battle a little bit of a sore throat as things are going around uh, again. But anyway. Well, um, listen, you you are the king of that. I'm going to be here until they uh, tell me to throw me out of the parking lot or until... Uh, this hour is up anyway. So I uh, did have a chance just to wave at Josh Schaefer and, and gave him the thumbs up from the Sun Devils win last night. I was thinking it'd be kind of cool if we could have had Josh on tonight, but um, 
he's got his duties here with the rain and uh this game <laughs> went on and on and on there was a major fight there was uh three stoppages in play for broken glass uh or plexiglass area um that went on forever really? and uh, as i said steve pot yeah three different stops same same pane of glass three times they came out and repaired it and it was like five minutes for each one minimum oh but it wasn't like broken oh, i'm not sure shatter. what it was no i don't think maybe the first time it did i didn't see the first time it was on the far end from okay. where i was at and uh, i was moving around the ice trying to uh get some good photos of some of the guys that played college hockey right um nathan smith got a goal tonight for the uh, roadrunners former minnesota um, state maverick yeah taylor ward uno maverick you know yeah uh played really really well uh um who else did i see tonight oh you know kirk handy sent me a message he goes hey if you see really? uh aiden um and i want i can't get the kid's name right dumas maybe is uh is the last dumas name but sounds right okay he said his brother played for uh kirk so he oh, said okay. if you get any pictures of him or you get a chance to visit with him well i didn't get a chance to visit with him i will tell you though paul uh, one of the biggest hits i've ever seen happened with 1.5 seconds to go in this game oh that it usually was, does, goes well it, and it didn't and nobody nobody did anything but it was at center ice yeah. it was adam cracknell the ever ageless adam cracknell right ran smack into to uh quentin byfield and he blew Quentin Byfield up. I wow. mean, he knocked him about 15 feet backwards. Really? Um, Quentin took it in the face, uh, was uh, rearranging his nose and his lips, I think, when he got, he got back onto the ice. But it, it wasn't really dirty. It was just that they collided at center ice. Well, and, listen, uh, I, I, that's wow, fine. It was, a, it was a hit that will be remembered forever. I wish I had gotten it on video. Because Quentin's a big boy. Oh, he's a really big boy. He, he ended up getting the game winner, by the way. Well, good. Well, that's listen. Uh, he'll take the you know if you tell him every night you're gonna get hit like that, but you're gonna score the game winning goal. Probably take it. Yeah, he got two goals tonight, by the way. So yeah, I mean, yeah, they're uh, you know it, it was a good a battle, but you, you know Steve Potvin, he uh, he well, doesn't quit. Sort of it, not to the very end, he does not quit. And uh, he had, he pulled his goaltender twice and scored goals on them both. It, it's amazing. It's amazing. He he's never out of a game. They were down three nothing starting the third. Ended up being four three. It would help if I unmuted myself, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Unmute yourself. You go so until the, the whistle. Can hear you. Yeah, so the world can hear you. And yeah, you go until the whistle and the final buzzer. Yeah. So. And uh, that's what they do. So uh, it was a tough loss, but you know what? You dig yourself a hole. Sometimes you can't get back out of that hole. So, nope. nope. Anyway, um, anything happened in the world of college hockey this weekend or noteworthy, or should we just call it a show right now? We'll just call it a show right now. Okay. And... Good night, everybody. Good night. No, yeah, I'm no. kidding. I am kidding. There were some it, big, uh, big was... upsets. Number one and number two both lost games this weekend. It was another nutty weekend. It really was. I mean, I mean, you, you want you want to sit there and 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 talk about uh, the various uh, outcomes of the games and 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 it just 
it was just a nutty, nutty weekend, right? I mean, I don't have the the the, the website in front of me, but this is probably we'll just I'll just kind of go in the order on my screen. It's probably the first conference sweep for St. Thomas since in 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 two year in a year plus, as they swept Lake Superior this weekend. I'd have to go and look, but I'm pretty sure it was. I don't remember them sweeping yeah, anybody. I, I, Certainly I'm not pretty in the sure. league last year. I'm pretty sure that too, as a matter of fact. Um, and also in that league, uh, Michigan Tech told the Minnesota State, uh, "Move over, big boy. You have company." <laughs> uh, they got a win okay. and a tie. Uh, we're going to get into the rest of this. Let's not give it all away yet because uh, well, I'm pulling up the pairwise as we speak. And right. um, I'm going to tell you I'm stunned. I'm stunned at this. Um, Why? Because, uh, I don't know, I just, I'm just i looking at it and I'm going like, okay, so so Penn State, 13-3-0, holds down right. the number one spot in the pairwise. Right. Followed by Minnesota, who could have gotten beaten twice this weekend. By Arizona State, the number twenty-two team yeah, at the could've. time, they could have. Yeah. It was close, and they did lose once in overtime. Right. I get it; it was on the road, but against it was number twenty-two, which we don't believe in. We don't think they're number twenty-two, but uh, it, it's possible. Well, and that, but those uh, numbers. But let's also, you know, I I'm not trying to pander, but those numbers are much closer. I mean, the the, the positions changed a little bit, but the numbers are also, you know, much tighter. You know the RPI numbers are also much tighter. So, um, yeah, well, that that's a good thing for all teams involved, I guess. Right. But uh, um, just, just in case, let me let me tell you them. one through five: Penn State, right, Minnesota, Quinnipiac, St. Cloud, Denver. How the heck did Denver drop that far? They lost one game at home to Omaha. I get it, but they bounced back and won a six-three impressive game um, on Saturday night, and they dropped from one to five just like that. Um, it's a little weird. I get it. I, you know, I, without having the, the week before his numbers in front of me, I can't exactly say to you why. Um, but, and you know, that win certainly helped Omaha cause they jumped all the way up into the 24 spot. Um, well, what and, and you're looking of, at something different than I am. Cause I see Arizona state at 24 and Omaha at 25. Uh, I don't. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Uh, I'm just. I'll, let me see yeah, I know. They they still jumped up, and and North Dakota is tied with Northeastern for 22. How 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 how? I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. And honestly, Arizona State. Arizona State just, beat North Dakota head to head. Yeah, it does. And they have a better record. They've got two more wins, and um, they're behind them. Listen, I don't. And, I, I just know that one two. Three, you know, there are three team, uh, three other conference teams ahead of North Dakota, and one right behind them in the pairwise, and or right there in the pairwise with them near them. So you know, once again, they're being helped by the conference. Um, whereas Denver, you know, almost a, like a victim of their own success. Yeah, that's kind of the way it looks, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, Bemidji State has moved up. Um, yeah. They're at number 28 now. Um, Minnesota Duluth at 32. 
<laughs> and and I I know the pairwise are computers, and I know they pretty much get it right at the end of the year. But I'm gonna get on this kind of like I get on uh, my ACHA counterparts, and in that I mean, come on, come on, you got to have some eyeballs in this too. Look at all the teams that are 500 or below. You know, I mean, and my Bulldogs have not had a good year. They are 500. Notre Dame has not had a great year. They are 500. Um, and Notre Dame's coming in at 19 in the pairwise. Wow. Yeah, but they also play Minnesota. They also play Michigan. They also play Penn State. And Ohio um, State. Michigan State. Because you have and one, Ohio two, State, nine, six, and one. Three, They're number 18. Four. Uh, I mean, I don't know. You have five I, teams ahead of Notre Dame from the conference. Ahead of them in, in the pairwise, and that brings Notre Dame up. I mean, honest, the only team behind them in the pairwise uh, in that league right now is Ohio State. I mean, so, not Ohio State. Uh, where the heck are they? Yeah, maybe it's uh, Wisconsin. I'm sorry. And Wisconsin's yeah. at 30. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, see, this is. Uh, what are you going to do then? Just make the whole uh, NCAA tournament um, uh, Big Ten? Well, because clearly that's you, what's going to happen. You named out nearly half the teams are from the Big Ten. Well, They're not all that good. This, this, Promise you. This, they are not all that good. Not really deep into the conference seasons yet, though, either. Yeah, talk to I me in January. That, but... Talk to me at the end of this. At the end of December. No, no, Quinnipiac. They're starting to prove it to me. Ten, one, and three, and they're holding on number three spot. I, I can't get my arms around San uh, Saint Cloud yet because I know they're eleven and three, but boy, it doesn't feel like eleven and three to me. And to put them ahead of Denver is it, just mind-boggling. But whatever they are, I don't know. I, well. Um, but this is the computer. That's the whole point of this, right? Is to take out any subjectivity. You don't have to agree with it. It is what yeah. it is. Well, I don't agree with it. Um... You know, and if ASU <laughs> would say one in regulation last night instead of overtime, not that I'm complaining about a win. You know, maybe there are a couple of spots up. Yeah, I get it. But come on. Come on. They still beat the number two team in the country. If If you're... If you're not going to count it as as anything positive, really, to win in overtime, then why play the overtime? Uh, listen, I don't, I don't make the rules. Yeah, I know. The uh, pairwise, uh, the pairwise just... is driving me nuts, and if it doesn't balance out, I'm going to go crazy because they're these Big Ten teams are not that good, and they're going to have to play each yeah. other. You and I talk about all the time. They're pond hockey, and they're going to have to play each other, and somebody's going to have to win, and somebody's going to have to lose. Right. Um, Michigan 10, five and one holds down the number 10 spot. Uh, we talked about Penn state 13, three, and oh, when are they going to play somebody that they have to beat? Um, you know, and, oh, and Minnesota 11, five and oh, they've got a great first line. And, and I told you that I told somebody this weekend, I said that that might be the best college hockey team right now, but they're not going to win the national championship. Well, okay. Uh, listen, I, you don't have to explain it to me. I'm all for that. I mean, when you look at Penn State, who they have, you have three losses overtime to Michigan, uh, at the other maroon and gold team, and against Michigan State. You know, 
That's their losses. Who are their wins against? Um, Obviously, those three teams they've beaten. Right. No, that I mean that matters, right? They beat Fairbanks twice. It does. Twice. Okay, so now you'd be three and three. at Wisconsin. Yeah, well, everybody wins at the road. Uh, Lindenwood well, almost won at the road in Wisconsin. <laughs> well, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see because um, uh, it's gonna be. I think you'll see do or die time for Penn State's next opponent at home against Ohio State because um, uh, that uh, I haven't dropped them out yet, but that reckoning is coming. Yeah. Uh, very interesting home and home for Penn State against RIT uh, coming up uh, at the end of December. So, and you know, I mean, like I said, we're the, the conference season has started, but now we're going to get into the teeth. So, and but I guess what I have to do is just not look at the pairwise anymore until the last week of what February, and maybe start looking at it for realistic because these. This, this doesn't, I don't these know. are not the best. These are not the top 16 teams in the country that I'm looking at in the pairwise rankings right now. I'm sorry, they are not. We're getting to that point. I, I think that the general consensus is January 1st. Yeah, well. But we'll see. I mean, you know, you know, if we, if our guest scheduled for tomorrow night actually, you know, nothing happens and he, and, and he makes it. And I'm not going to say that there's He's going to make it wouldn't. unless something happens to him in Tucson. But Jess Myers well, see, uh, from the Rink well, Live again, is going to join us. Once again, it's Tucson. So, you know, <laughs> just, just Coach Berman, uh, are you listening? That was Paul Hornstein, yeah, not me. Yeah, I don't me. care. I'll tell him. Oh, by the way, and I'll uh, say Steve this. Potvin, if you're listening, that was Paul Hornstein, not me. Uh, bring it. Bring it. Let's go. Let's go. Anything. anything Did anything happen in them? Tucson that was not, not hockey related this this. I No, I don't. I don't know. I only Nothing watch happened hockey. on Friday. I only you watch hockey. Any, you didn't watch any football on Friday. No, I only watch oh. hockey. Okay, just checking. Just um, checking. But, did ASU get a new football coach? I think that did happen today. Yeah. See, I, but, but I didn't watch it though. People asked me if I saw the press conference. I didn't. Watch <laughs> I was in Albany. I was playing dad. So I I get it. Okay. Um, um, so anyway, I just wanted to rip on the pairwise because that's something fun to do. Yeah, I get uh, it. Like I do with the ACHA. But anyway, we'll find out. This is going to be an interesting week. But before we get to the interesting week, we'll do that after the break. I was at Mullet Arena again, and yeah. I want to start throwing out kudos right off the get-go. Um, 942 crew, uh, student section, um, pep band, uh, all big kudos because you guys figured it out. You, you figured it out. It took you a little while to learn college hockey, but you've got it. And, boy, after that score was tied at 4-4 heading into the third period, that section came alive. And they knew that they could influence, um, or at least they felt they could, influence what the team did. And, boy, oh, boy, did they, they were impressive. They were loud. They were, were boisterous. They were banging on the glass. They were into the hockey sense in and by that i mean they they knew when there was uh, times to scream and times not to scream um they, they were they were a big part of it so kudos to them uh for doing that um also very happy at least on saturday night i understand friday night was difficult because of the game that paul hornstein says didn't exist 
of the territorial about, so. territorial cup football game. Did they even Tucson. schedule that this year? Took took a lot of yeah, took a lot of people away. I don't know what you're talking. Uh, about. Took a lot of people away from the Friday night game, but Saturday night it was a real hockey environment, and they were battling. Um, I, I put out the picture of Jess Myers myself. I said, "Feels odd, two bulldogs in uh, covering college hockey games with two teams that wear maroon and gold, and none of them are bulldogs." Yeah, there were not no Duluth. Duluth was not there this weekend. Only with you guys. Uh, felt felt really uncomfortable. Well, let's put it this way. Many, many moons ago, and I have relayed this conversation on on one of our on 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 past shows. When I was a student, having a conversation with someone in the athletic department, man, I wish this school had hockey. And, I was, and the response was hockey. <laughs> Whatever. Um, tell me that after last night. Tell me that yes. after last night. I mean. It was impressive. It really was. And it even it even woke up. Um, I'm going to throw him under the bus. Jess told me on Friday night, he goes, you know, uh, the hockey fans here need to get a little bit more knowledgeable about what's going on. But they'll get it. They'll get it. He acknowledged they would get it. Um and Minnesota won Friday night, and then uh, in, in an a overtime game, by the way, yeah, I, an I overtime mean, I guess, victory is awesome. You know, Saturday night. Um, I mean, I guess when you want to talk about the games, we can do that. But um, I, I do know that you know, it was a big night on Twitter because all you kept seeing was ASU is a hockey school. ASU is a hockey school. ASU is a hockey school. Hey, and, I saw on Twitter today that Arizona is a hockey state. Yeah, okay. Um, nothing? Nothing? Um, we have not, we're not here to, pr- to bury anybody. Okay. okay. We could. I mean, I do that enough. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, usually it's me. But anyway. Well, uh, <laughs> okay, let's talk about the games. Arizona you State You want to take a break, hosting... Trace, first before we do this? No. No, because okay. we'll come back and, and talk about that afterwards. We're 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 going to get into this right now. At least right. the Arizona State um, That's series, fine. because number two came to uh, to Arizona State. We had Coach Powers on on Tuesday night, mm-hmm. and no um, Monday night. Monday night. Monday night. And um, and I told you this was a big series. I said there's hatred involved here. He acknowledged that he didn't understand why they hated him, but he understood the hatred between uh, Minnesota fans, quote-unquote, and uh, and Arizona State. It was a good game set Friday night. Uh, I don't think Arizona State played their best. I'm not sure Minnesota played their best, See, but it was a 3-2 victory in uh, in the favor of the Gophers. Well, yeah, the other Maroon and Gold team won on Friday night in a game where I, I think if they had they scored three goals on I think they had five chances, to be honest. They 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 finished almost that's how few chances they had on Friday night compared to Saturday, obviously. Um Saturday night ended up being uh as we like to call it pond hockey. Um yeah, I mean got to go in both directions. I mean ASU could ASU could have won could that game. It. ASU could have won that game on Friday very easily. The 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 amount of chances that they couldn't finish on it was insane. I'm sitting you know, here Paul, watching. Two two things on Friday. 
I walked down to the press conference room after the game, and I was telling myself, man, this was eerily similar to playing North Dakota. Uh, they got Minnesota got two goals early. They weren't fluky like no. they were kind of in North Dakota where they got the crazy bounces and whatever. Right. But they, like you just said, it was two goals on five shots or whatever it was. Or five That's chances. what it felt like. Yeah, it was kind of like that. It, it did feel that way. And then Arizona State came back and just dominated the second period and uh, played really well, pulled it, you know, got themselves back in the game, if you will. And then the third period, I was just feeling like this is going to happen. They're going to actually pull this out just like they did against North Dakota. And then things didn't quite go their way, and they ended up losing 3-2. Yeah. Um, so there was that. And then the second thing was there was so much um, missed opportunities, as you oh. said, but a lot of them were, were self-inflicted. Missing oh, I the that. net, you I know, know I mean, and and you you just shake your head and you go like, what could the season have been so far, had they capitalized on these? And coach talked about that. Yeah, I mean, the amount of chances they had, and they missed a bunch yesterday too. Let's let's I don't I, you know I, I they won the game and obviously capitalized on more of them, but the the fact of the matter is. Um, you know, with the chances they had this week. Now, listen, Minnesota could have won both games too. Oh, yeah. The amount of chances that they – To be honest with you, I was a little nervous when it went to overtime on Saturday night because that line is good. Right. That line is really good. ASU had so many chances. So many. So many. So many. Open nets. Missing the net. Um. Justin Close was great on Friday. Paul, oh, he was a difference on Friday. ASU couldn't, you know, listen. And 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 this is this weekend just proves it again. Go to the net. Almost every single goal that ASU scored was because they were crashing the net and going to the net and creating havoc in front. Okay, so let me tell you what I saw Saturday night as opposed to um, what I saw in the past from from both teams. Um, And it was blatantly obvious the first couple of periods that Minnesota would enter the zone and it would be pass, pass, pass. It was three or four touches before the shot came, and the shot normally came from the high slot or low slot (laughs) or just storm the net. Um, and what I was wondering about Minnesota, with uh, Arizona State, if they picked up on this in the film session after this, and maybe they haven't even had it yet, maybe that's coming tomorrow. But when Arizona State enters the zone, they, they entered it with the same amount of speed, but it wasn't pass, 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 shoot. It was drive outside, get pushed outside, fire the shot, either miss the net or poor angle shot that a goalie can save, or hit the defender. Um, And I wonder if they picked up on that because they have the talent to do it. If they move the puck side to side like that, as they enter the zone, they are going to have a million more scoring opportunities. Well, that's just it. Move the puck, get it into the zone way too many times. They, 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 they try to get too fancy and screws things up. Just, Get to the well, net, get the puck to the net. 
you hear the oohs and ahs from the crowd when Tim Lovell takes the puck and goes down the middle of the ice or Robert Master Simone takes it down the middle of the ice. But that's not going to win you hockey games or score you goals normally. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're Wayne Gretzky, yeah, you can do that. If you're uh, maybe Alexander Ovechkin, you can do that set up and, and score. But for the normal quote-unquote hockey player, that's not going to win you games. What's going to win you games is moving the puck. And that line of Matthew Nyes and uh, Logan Cooley and Jimmy Snuggerud, um, they, they move the puck so well. And uh, part of that's got to do with Cooley and Snuggerud playing together for, what, three years now, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, you know. It, you so know, anyway, but I just wonder if Arizona State picked up on that and if, if we'll see that Friday night in Denver. Well, uh, got to see something Friday night in Denver because they, you know, they need to, they need to, they need to win at least one of those games too, at least, you know. Um, Here's the brutal honesty of this, and we just talked about the pairwise, and that kind of led me into this: is they have to win one at least, but then they're going to have to go on some kind of a roll, because I know there's teams that are ahead of them that they'll play. Yeah. But they're going to have to go on some kind of a roll because if you even if you split at Denver, you're going to be a 500 no, no team doubt. again. No doubt. And by the way, yeah. just so people understand, Cooley, Nye, Snuggerud, two number ones and a number two pick uh, in 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 the uh, for their various teams. I mean, holy smokes! What's what's the matter? They couldn't find another first round pick to stick on that line with those guys. <laughs> Strobel wasn't drafted yet. Anyway, <laughs> you know, I, mean, I know that was a sore topic. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, no, I see now. Hold on a second, because now I have to look. Because now I'm going to go crazy if I don't um, <laughs> look I on the to... fourth line on the far left side of the page. I got to look now because you. I'm like. Maybe I looked, I don't know, maybe I looked at Fridays by mistake. I don't know, but I'm sitting here. Or I'm just blind, one or the other. I'm not sure, but, I mean. <laughs> yeah, Strobel did play, and um, he was on the line chart. I mean, just, and, and I only, and I, and I say that because for, yeah, I heard the name all night, and I'm like, wait a second, where did it and I'm like, okay, wait a second. He was all over second. the ice, Paul. He was all over the ice. Well, and I have to look because I'm sitting there, and and I and, and you you know you answered my question this morning. I mean, just that's just another legacy for those that don't know. Uh, His father, Strobel's Eric Strobel. dad. Yeah, Eric played on the played on yeah. the, 1980 gold medal hockey team. So yes, gold um, medal winning team. Yes, just just letting people you know, um, you know I know the name because I was 16. You know I don't know if everybody that's listening. Well, if was you, even alive, if you want to know the the bloodlines at Minnesota, just go take a look at their roster and look at their player by player by player. No, I don't and really want to do that. Out yeah, <laughs> you'll find out all the bloodlines and connections there are yeah, no, um, I, I, along the way. Yeah, whatever they can. There was a, there was a kid from Roseau named Aaron Hoogland that was wearing uh, number seven, and I told Jess Myers, I said, he goes, this kid from Roseau is pretty good. I go, I know, and he's wearing number seven like uh, somebody else I know that 
that was from Roseau that played at the University of Minnesota and also on the 1980 gold medal team and won Neil Broughton. And I said, if he's going to be from Roseau and play at Minnesota, he better wear a seven. Oh, excuse me. Does he know that? <laughs> I guess he knows because, and then of course I'm, I'm sitting there and Pitlick, 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 Pitlick. And I'm like, no, that his father Lance, played Ram, too. Red. <laughs> you know, I'm like, geez. And we know the Middlestat family and <laughs> two of those. <laughs> you know, a bunch of those and you know, and and well, there's actually more, right? Cuz oh, yeah. Just go down the list. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to break down Minnesota. We'll leave yeah, that for Jess tomorrow cuz he'll tell yeah, us. I'm sure he will. And he'll also tell us about the story he wrote with Aaron Hugo and about how uh, he chose to wear number seven. Anyway, well, we'll save that for just tomorrow night as well. And 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 by the way, you know, good for the coach to split split up those lines and, um, you know, it, just Ryan Alexander was all over the place last night. Yeah, he he was all over the place Friday night too. That's why he got bumped up to the top line on Saturday. I mean, um, he's going to be unbelievable by the time he's done. Yeah, I was, I was thinking, when is the coach going to play all three Ryans? Because at some point in time, he's going to have to put that line out there. It's not <sighs> probably going to be this year, but oh, maybe next year. Uh, Alexander, O'Reilly, oh, and Robinson. Oh, good Lord. Do you know Robinson and O'Reilly are big Texans that can play the wings? And do you know that, uh, uh, Ryan Alexander is a really good, crafty center that can do a lot of things. I do. Bring the Ryans, man. Bring the Ryans is what I say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's talk about what happened at uh, Magnus Arena this weekend and uh, everything else that happened with our coverage team. Some of them were off. Some of them had Thanksgiving weekend off, which is kind of cool for them. But we'll come back in just a minute and talk about more. Uh, NCAA hockey on the great, the great West, the college hockey West live podcast. At behind the mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season, doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, 
Yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is Sunday night, which means it's time for College Hockey West Live. Uh, halfway through the show, Scott Strandy with you in the parking lot of the Toyota Arena in Ontario, California, where I just watched a AHL contest between the Tucson Roadrunners and the Ontario Reign. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein on Long Island, New York. Um, Paul, who's got the better weather, 76 and uh, a little breeze off the ocean. Or clear what clearly do you I do because oh, okay. who wouldn't I'm take who wouldn't take mid fifties damp rainy foggy wet disgusting <laughs> over what you have okay let me tell you this before we get back into the college hockey scene as I was driving uh, I ten the uh, three hundred and sixty eight miles from Phoenix Arizona to Los Angeles California. I got to Palm Springs. I got to Indio and um, the accident started piling up and the traffic started slowing down. And it gave me a great opportunity to look at Akashur Arena, which, by the way, is very, very nice. I'm going over there tomorrow. Um, oh, see, I'll have I some pictures I... and stuff. But, but I had a chance to see Akashur and I'm going like, wow, this, this thing just popped up and really looks good. It's very impressive. Very impressive. And uh, the last time that I saw it, it was a shell. And now it looks a lot like a hockey rink where they're going to play games on the 18th of December, I'm told, um, right. with the Tucson Roadrunners visiting See, the Coachella Valley Firebirds. And one Joey Decord could be in that. Well, he could. See, but I thought you were going to say um, that the accident started to happen as people went past the, the, the lot at I-10 Toyota. That's what I thought you were going to may, say. Maybe. And Michael was out there waving his hands going like, hey, if you need a new Toyota, here I am. Um, yeah, that's what I thought. You, that's what I thought you were going to talk about. Okay. Um, yeah, who no, knows? So Maybe one day I'll get to see it. Akashur is very, very nice. It's, uh, it's a very impressive arena, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it. So I'm going to go over there tomorrow and stop in and visit Michael at uh, I-10 Toyota, see if they got any Toyotas uh, on the shelf. And, by the way, Toyota Arena is beautiful, and there's no doubt that Toyota is the partner here. Um, there are Toyotas everywhere. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, so that's kind of the way the day has gone. Um, there was also a big series in, and, and it shouldn't have been, but it turned out to be in Denver with the Pioneers hosting uh, 
UNO, and I'm not trying to take anything away from UNO, no, uh, Nebraska Omaha, but but clearly. Denver, uh, I called it the the off week um, hangover on Friday night because they just weren't sharp. They couldn't finish. They couldn't. Uh, they couldn't keep the puck out of the net. It ended up being what three nothing was it a three, three nothing shutout? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they OD'd on more tryptophan because that's really the only thing that you can think of. Because yeah. uh, twenty shots, and you gave up forty at home on home ice. Uh, yeah, I think probably it's probably the I, worst game Denver's played in. Yeah, I, about I wish I, the, the, I kind of wish I'd be there on Tuesday just to get their feeling for it, but I oh, can't no, be I, everywhere. Uh, listen, but, I don't. I know you can't be everywhere, but but um, I am sure that David Carl said after the game to his players, "That's okay, guys. It's all right. It it, it happens. It's you know we were fine. <laughs> it just didn't grow our way." <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure he um, was just yeah, you know. Yeah, sugar I'm and sure spice and everything. Exactly nice. the way it went. Yes, I'm pretty um, sure it did. Yeah, uh, or not. Uh, <laughs> All right, or not. It, it probably went the other direction. Um, mm. Where he, like he told me today, and and I think the same thing. When when you, I think there's multiple layers to the Denver Pioneers. First of all, they're the defending national champions, and they've made no secret about they want to be the champions again at the end of this year because of this number ten that hangs out there. They want to be the first team to 10 because once they are, and that's 10 national championships, folks, um, they, once they are, nobody can ever take that away from them, right? They'll be the first one and the only one to, to reach number 10 before anybody else does. Well, so gonna, that, I, that's a big deal. And don't think that the other teams don't know that coming they in. Do. They know what the, what the goal is for Denver and they know, uh, everything. So you can't have an off night. You can't have an off shift if you're a pioneer because you're going to get the best shift and the best night from every team that you play. Yeah, no, you can't. You listen. I mean, all right. Well, I mean, all joking aside, you're going to have an off night, but I'm just glad that Denver came back on Saturday night and, um, uh, and put it to him because, uh, the last thing I wanted next weekend is an angry Denver team coming off being swept at home. <laughs> That's his Sun Devil alum coming out of you, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's fine. You, I'm not going to deny this. This is not. This is not inaccurate. And this and the not. other thing, when we were talking about Denver, and you brought it up to me today, and I thought, you know, that's a really good point. So yeah, pat you pat yourself on the back on this one. Um, you said maybe Denver's a little bit bored. And it might be. They are they are trouncing teams normally, and the NCHC. Let's let's be totally honest here. It's down this year. It's not like it's been in years past, where those top four teams were just solidified as before the season even started. They were, you know, who it was going to be, right? Denver, North Dakota, UMD, and then maybe there was a fourth team that might alternate back and forth. But yeah. that's usually the way it is, and this year. And we talked about it. We said Chris Mayotte's team at Colorado College could jump up and take uh, a three or a four spot if things broke their way. Right. Um, and we didn't know what St. Cloud was going to have, especially on the goaltending end. Would they be solid all the way through the year or would it just be part of the year? Uh, we didn't know about Western. We didn't know about Omaha. We didn't know about Miami. We didn't know any of these things. And what's happening right now is it's, 
it, it's Denver and everybody else. Well, yeah, and I mean, when you look at the NCHC standings, uh, Denver's played two more games than everybody but Miami, and they have 19 points, and that's fine, you know. Um, but two through seven uh, have all played six games, and you have Western with 12 points, St. Cloud with 11, Omaha 9, Duluth and CC with 8, and North Dakota with 7. That's a pretty darn tight race. That's one weekend. Yeah, it really is. And, that is one weekend. And Eddie Christian, and, if you're listening, Paul did say that. North Dakota has got how yeah. many? He's got seven. <laughs> oh, the ouch. Sioux have seven. Ouch. But once ouch. again, uh, the teams ahead of the, the there are three teams ahead of them, nine, eight, and eight. So, like I said, you're talking one game, one weekend uh, between St. Cloud and, and Western Michigan up there with 12 and 11 for se- in second and third place. So, I mean, uh, r- right now, can you say it's going to be anything but a scramble? For for two through eight. Two through seven. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, two through seven because number one is solidified. Yeah. And that's the way it'd be. And I and I truly believe that's what's going to happen. I think they're going to come around. The pioneers I'm talking about will come around and start to impose their will um, sooner rather than later. And Paul's hoping that it's not sooner as in this weekend because the Arizona State Sun Devils, who battled number two yep. last week, will now travel to Denver and will face the who won't be number one. Well, I don't know. <laughs> but, they might still be. But, but was number one coming in. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, if you're sleeping on the Sun Devils, and Paul, I told you this today, there were some questions, and they've been asked over and over again about uh, to Coach Powers about, what's the identity of your team? Do you know the identity? Yes, he does know the identity. He's got a really good team that's a lot better than their record shows, and and they've played some really good teams, and they've played some tough circumstances. And you and I have talked about this I told you before the season, I said, if you're going to go, go, if you're going to go play Duluth and you're going to play Bemidji State and you're going to do it on the road and you're going to do it without having anything, no exhibitions, nothing um, on the ice and not even being your new building yet, that that's an uphill battle. And it was. And then you well, told me um, losing that second game against Colgate might be the the thorn in their side the entire season so far it's proving out to be um you know the, the yeah. losses in clarkson those were two that you didn't really want to lose and and i know what yeah. coach powers is saying we won five we won five in a row we lose yeah. two and you but, had some injuries yep yeah, absolutely and he misses you know, some key key pieces for sure yeah and I'm, and like you said they're, they're not going to use those as an excuse the the fact is they have them but you don't have a lot of time left. No, and and the thing of it is, and you and I talked about this off the air. Um, I said I thought they needed to be like close to the fifteen mark, twelve to fifteen coming into this Minnesota and Denver series back to back. Instead, they came in twenty two, and now they're at twenty four. Um, so they they've got a lot of work to do, and when you don't have a conference tournament. It, it you know, and here's the thing: we know the parity of college hockey, so you can't you can't just say, "Okay, I looked at it on paper, and they're gonna they're gonna win twelve in a row." That just doesn't happen. I it know. just doesn't happen in college hockey, no matter what the team is. I mean, think about Fairbanks, think about Anchorage. You got coming up. Think about uh, Lindenwood. Listen, first of all, Fairbanks 
um, you know, they, uh, you know, they're going to battle you every night. So and, is Anchorage. And, so is Lindenwood. So is Anchorage. Um, you know, Fairbanks uh, went to Penn State this past, you know, before Thanksgiving and lost two one-goal games and had Penn State on their heels most of the, you know, staying in those games. And, you know, you're not, you know, it's not like Penn State blew them out. No, you know? no. Um, Penn State was hoping that they were going to get away with wins, I think. You know, uh, it. You know, it's not like you're sitting there and if you look at, at the games, it's not like you're sitting there and and Penn State outshot Fairbanks two to one in their games and and so forth and so on and uh, you know it, that didn't happen. You know, both games are pretty even in shots. Both games were pretty even in general. Uh, Penn State on on Wednesday night, you know, got two power play goals and that was the difference. You know, but in both of those games, you know, Penn State was 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 fighting for their lives both nights. So, um, you know, you can't sit here and say uh, what I can say is that you have to win those games. <laughs> Even if you have to be scared to death to do it, you have to win those games. Yeah, you're and ASU that, at this point, you don't have a choice. But when you start looking at that, Paul. What you're saying is you have to win those games, and then you look at the schedule and you say you got to win these two, and these two, and these two, and the next thing you know, you got 12 or 14 wins in a row. I know. That's well, a hard thing to do, uh, no matter who you are, because just look at the top teams right now. Denver's lost what four or five. Uh, Minnesota's lost five. Yeah. Um, so well, listen. He, once again, how, how do you run the table is what I'm asking. How, how do you I, I do that? I know you, you, you hope for a magic number of one every night. Oh, and, oh. And nice you work. Look at, nice you work. Look. You brought the magic number in. You have to look at things this way. I got to win 24. Um, you know, you LIU got their first win over, a, over a, a, a top, I think a top 10 team. Uh, this weekend at home against Ohio State. Um, you had Omaha winning. You had uh, you had uh, Brown beating Providence this weekend in a rivalry game. Right. Um, you know you're sitting there and uh, UConn got their butt handed to him this weekend by Cornell. Yeah, it's just, Can we say the word parody? There's parody in college and, hockey. Oh, and 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 maybe the craziest—well, not the craziest, but the weird game of the weekend. Um, uh, Western Michigan was supposed to play um, Northeastern in in Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. They ended up having to play it in, I think, it's the Coyote. Uh, the Coyotes. Ooh, <sighs> Coyotes on the mind. The Predators practice arena because. There was a big giant water main break in Bridgestone Arena, so they couldn't play there. <laughs> Jeez, I did not hear that. Good point. Good one. That's a really good one. So, yeah. Oh, so, my goodness. I mean, that well, was weird. Now that you say that. So, I mean, it's just uh, RPI gets beat at Vermont this weekend. Uh, you know, Princeton beats RIT. Who's up there in the pairwise? Uh, just 
it was just another crazy weekend in college hockey. And you, you parity, uh, parity is a word. It's an overused word, but, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I just but prefer craziness. Here's the thing, Paul. We all knew this was going to happen. Remember three months or three years ago when the pandemic hit and you said, when this thing comes out, when we come out of the pandemic with all these uh, portal things and everything, the extra years, it's going to be, it's going to take us four or five years to get out of this. And that's what's happening right now. I mean, Coach Powers has said it, um, that these teams that are starting up right now, it's a perfect time to start up. Because you can go get guys and be competitive right away. Listen, I, i.e., Lindenwood, i.e., Anchorage. I hope that happens. You know, I, you know, if that, if that's what it, you know, I, I hope that, and and some of this is related to the portal. But, you know, we, you want the teams that are starting out now, to be at least competitive, even if you're not winning a lot of games. You want them to be competitive because how else, you know, how else are you going to uh, convince people to, to, to start a team? You know, yeah. we, we, we understand that there are certain things that have happened in certain places uh, that have you know, kind of made it a, a weird start. But, you know, hopefully, um, you know, that'll, that, that'll change next year. I'm sure it will. You know, that hopefully, you know, they won't be asking Lindenwood to play 10 games. But... You know, um, you know, we're just going to sit here and like we want more teams. So if 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 it takes the portal and it takes quote unquote parity for that to happen, okay, all right, yeah, exactly. And I think the next step in that, in order to keep it uh, fair, is not the right word, but I'm going to use it anyway. To keep it fair is we need those conference realignments. We wow. need a realignment and we need to get these independents into a conference so that everybody is playing on a level playing field. Cause let's be honest, if Arizona state playing the way they are, if they had a conference tournament to battle in, it would be a completely different scenario at the end of the year. Right, And, and, uh, and, and I guess we'll find out in a couple of months when the moratorium on conferences is supposed to end. Yeah. You know, hopefully that will push it forward. Um, Let's hope so, because it, it's unfair. It's unfair for your program. And um, uh, a couple of the players from, from Arizona State, uh, Robert Master Simone and um, TJ Semsonfelt, were asked about that. They said, you know, you you guys have both played in big-time conferences. Now you're in an independent. And they said that they've been told since the moment they stepped on campus by their, by their teammates and their coaches that, hey, you can't have an off night here ever because we, we need every point and every win we can get yeah, well, uh, if we're going to climb the pairwise. And hopefully, so, so they know it. They know it. Hopefully, um, say Tuesday night, even though we won't get a lot of details on it, 
but we'll get a feel for, you know, we'll get to ask a question at least in terms of uh, how long do they think it will take before yeah, that, that decision gets made. That that tease is about Arizona State, and we're hoping to have uh, Frank Ferrara on as our guest. Uh, we've invited him. He's accepted, hopefully, and hopefully it fits his schedule. We'll know that hopefully. tomorrow, I hope. And uh, if we can, that would be one of the questions, of course, that we would want to ask. And you know, whether he can answer or not, that's up to him. But, um, you know, we certainly are interested in it. And, and it's it's from the standpoint that we want to see success in these teams. And it's hard to do when you're independent yeah. because, you know, Arizona State saw it last year. And I'll say this till the day I die. Um, they played at Minnesota State in mid-January. They played very well. They came out on the short end. And pretty soon, uh, the rest of January, all of February and March was, oh, well, now what are we going to do? Because we're out of the pairwise running. Uh, And uh, I know there's talk. I don't know if it'll happen or not, but there is talk about a quote-unquote little mini tournament after the season for the independents that don't get into the NCAA tournament to give them a chance to continue to play some games. Can they do that? Uh, They're trying to get an exception. They're trying to get an exception for it. I don't know if it'll happen or not, but. Um, I do want to mention but before we go that um, there's there's a big Governor's Cup reestablished up in uh, Alaska in uh, two weeks. There will be two games played at Fairbanks between Anchorage and Fairbanks. And then the next week, they'll go to Anchorage for two games. And I know the folks up in Alaska that, that listen, I've talked with them. Uh, I know they are thrilled to have the Governor's Cup back again. And sure. boy. If there was any chance that I could have gotten there, uh, I would certainly have loved to have gone because I just think that this is the resurgence of college hockey like never before. These two programs used to be um, very competitive teams, and now uh, for them both to be back after what everybody said is going to be the death nail for college hockey, for them to be back and competing again and having a chance to win a Governor's Cup, um, the pride of Alaska is going to be back in the college hockey ranks. Well, I'll just say this. And college hockey used to, quote, take care of that situation. They used to have each, each team in a separate league so that one league wasn't making all of the trips up there. But those days are clearly gone, but need to be brought back. People need to figure this out. Uh, and you know what, Paul? All the time. Even if, Here's... no matter how it is, whether it's a, a new conference or what have you, it needs to get figured out. Yeah, I agree with you. But here's the here's funny thing about this, or ironic, I should say, not just funny. But the uh, the, the teams that I talked to, like UNLV and, and Arizona State and Lindenwood, they, they used it to recruit now to say, hey, we're going to go to Alaska. If you come here and play, you're going to get to go to Alaska. You're going to get a chance to go to LIU and play oh, on Long Island. You're going to be able to go different places in the country. And apparently, from what the coaches are telling me, the kids are, are bought into that. It's okay. like, yeah, we, we want to see the country. Okay. And, and it used to be like, yeah, if it was a bus league, that'd be great if we could just bus from here to there. Um, but But now... I think kids are really interested in seeing, um, seeing the country. They want to get out and and do that, and good for them. 
You know, if you can use yeah, that sure. to sell the program, sell Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I mean, just like you sell Arizona State for the weather. Uh, if you can sell San Diego State for that? the weather and Vegas for the do weather. They do, do they do that? Uh, yeah, I know the weather's crappy, but it's not like going to Long Island or anywhere where it's you true. can, you know, be out in that glorious. And people drive by your estate, I suppose, and, and you know, take pictures and stuff because that's what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can find it. <laughs> They get past the gates, you mean? Yeah, they get past the gates, yeah. yeah. Okay. And the barking dogs. Yeah, well, the dogs, I I can't deny. <laughs> I knew you couldn't. I had to finally get one that was, was somewhat accurate. But All right. So anyway, uh, we're scheduled to have Jess Myers on tomorrow night from the rink live, and he nice. can break down Minnesota hockey and, and let us know what the Minnesota take was on this weekend, which was a split with Arizona State. Right. And then hopefully Tuesday night we'll have Frank Ferrar on from Arizona State to talk administratively. Well, see, at um, least at and, least and even. Frank is a fan, though. But I mean, Frank be, is a fan. But at least it'll be even, though, because we'll have one night where <laughs> you have two people on from that godforsaken place up there, and then the next night, yeah, you and, and <laughs> Jess, and then the next night you'll have. It balances out because you'll have two New Yorkers on. At least it's yeah. fair that way. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Take it away. From the Summer Skate Studios, behind the mask, College Hockey West, live on the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network, brought to you by AT&T Wireless, where you can get the latest phones free with eligible trade-ins. Go to att.com slash wireless for more details. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style, available at our two locations, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, and the new one, 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury Inns and Suites, now an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now at DruryHotels.com. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state of the art campus. See us at liberty.edu. Buy College Hockey Inc. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. College Hockey West Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download at wherever you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. Rate and review the show. Help people find it as fast as they can. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We will uh, say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro, ask you to tune in, of course, tomorrow night and Tuesday night, and then Stephen Marsh and I will be back on Wednesday night to talk great West College Hockey podcast. <sighs> I'll take a deep breath, and I'll get prepared to drive the 75 miles that it is down to the Harris Rincon Casino. Paul, send you a picture from the hot tub in the morning.
Don't do me any favors. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. 